Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast. Introducing your host from New York, here is Sam Roberts. Welcome back. Welcome back to Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast. Massive, massive show for you today. So much to get into. A lot going on in the world of wrestling. A lot to talk about this week in the state of wrestling. We'll get into everything that happened on Raw. I've got a lot of thoughts, actually, coming off of Raw. Not only specifically on storylines and things like that that were discussed, but about the whole picture of WWE right now and the way some guys are being used on on the young guys that are coming up now ready to grab those proverbial brass rings that Vince McMahon talked about in his interview with Stone Cold Steve Austin. These guys that are doing that, as compared with guys that have been in WWE for a very, very long time that are still there, your canes, your big shows, a whole lot to talk about as far as that's concerned, as well as some of the specifics that went into Raw. I want to talk about uh, doing the WWE Network exclusive thing after Raw went off the air last night. And, and, hopefully, assuming we'll have time, and I'm sure that we will, because I'm in charge here. After all, it is Sam Roberts' wrestling podcast. I want to talk about um, the wrestling world as a world, outside of WWE. I want to talk about some of what the quote-unquote competition is doing, whether it's Lucha or TNA or, or, or what have you. I want to talk about that because uh, wrestling is at a very interesting place right now, and I think we need to analyze a little bit of that. But, of course, I've got an interview for you. This week, we have, uh, I think this will be the last interview that I air on the podcast from WrestleMania week. Of course, everything is up on the YouTube channel, so you can watch, you can see what all this looks like. But I did not want the podcast listeners not to get to experience Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman... Paul Heyman is one of my favorite guys to interview because it's always fun, because he always brings his A-game, and he always gives you something. When you watch uh, Paul Heyman interview, maybe it's just me. I don't know. I don't watch everybody's Paul Heyman interviews, but I know when I sit down with Paul Heyman, Heyman makes an impression on listeners, on watchers, on whatever it is. I don't have to pull teeth with Paul Heyman ever. As a matter of fact, I don't even prep. I told... This interview I did with Katie Linendahl, and I told Katie, who had not interviewed very many wrestlers, and I was giving her the uh, kind of, uh, the, the I don't know, I don't want to say ground rules, but I was giving her some advice on how she would best survive in there with me. And I said, Paul Heyman, I, I, we will probably get, which we did. And I said, when Paul Heyman sits down, because she was ready to prepare, she was going to go back and, and do a bunch of research and blah, blah, blah. I said, do not prepare for a Paul Heyman interview. Do not prep. Do not think of questions in advance. Do not try to figure out angles. Don't even come up with directions to go in. Because the minute Paul Heyman senses an ounce of preparation, the minute Paul Heyman uh, comes across even the smallest bit of structure to an interview, he will go out of his way to make sure we are not traveling down that road. Paul Heyman likes to make sure that he is in control of whatever environment he's in. And the minute that he senses that you or me, as it is my show, I can see this in Paul Heyman. The minute he senses that I am trying to further the agenda of my show... He goes in the other direction. He throws a monkey wrench in everything. He disrupts. He dismantles. He disarms. He knows exactly what he's doing. So I told Katie, just have fun with Paul Heyman. And you know what? We went back and forth. We played his game. We had a lot of fun. But we did get to some really interesting stuff. We got to talking about some of uh, uh, Paul Heyman's ability to maintain relevance with what's going on in pop culture. We got to talk about Brock Lesnar walking out on WWE. We got to talk about Paul Heyman uh, and how he feels going into WrestleMania. Uh, there was a t- we got to talk about Brock Lesnar's relationships with some of the other superstars in WWE. A lot, a lot was discussed 
as Katie Linendahl and I sat down with Paul Heyman. This was a couple of days before this year's WrestleMania. Haven't gotten to play it for you yet here on the podcast, but I did not want you, the Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast listeners, to not get a chance to experience the magic of yours truly, Sam Roberts and Katie Linendahl with Paul Heyman. So here he is. And now, the Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast interview. Upgraded phone from the ECW days. We'll get there. We'll get there. I feel like uh, Paul Heyman sat down. I feel like he's going to war. He's got his chair backwards. I don't want to talk to you yet because he always <gasps> criticizes. Don't. He always criticizes my introductions. I want to make sure he's introduced properly. He's doing something on his phone. I'm going to wait. I'm not going to introduce him yet. Because I want his full, undivided attention. He's, oh, he's got something going on the Blackberry. I'm not even going to, he just threw me a softball. With the Blackberry? Yeah, dude. He needs a second. His chair's turned around backwards. That's how you know he's in business. Hide the belly. <laughs> oh, I see. He's camera ready. Are you ready for me to introduce you? Okay. Here we are. <clears throat> At WrestleMania Radio Row, Sam Roberts and Katie Linendahl on Sam Roberts' show with the one who at... You're on the radio. That's right. Podcast. Do that. Satellite radio. Yep. The Today Show. Yep. Yes! Yes! I'm not even going to get to finish my intro? The one behind 21 and 1, the man, the legend himself, he speaks. It comes out of its mouth. It's gospel. It's gospel to wrestling fans. This is unfair. Honored, honored to have him sitting next to us. He could do a much better introduction himself. We know this. Not than me. On Monday Night Raw, when he speaks. Not than I. Proper English around this lady. Thank you. Not that I. The entire Monday Night Raw could be a Paul Heyman soliloquy, and I'm there for the full, full time, as we all are as wrestling fans. You didn't call Please him welcome. Advocate. You didn't call him an advocate. Please welcome Paul Heyman. What? He's clapping for himself. I'm clapping and for himself. And Katie's clapping for herself, too. I am clapping for myself as well. <laughs> This is a oh, big moment. I, this is a big moment. Stand up. All right. I'll, stand up. You're like the dude that doesn't stand up for the encore, and everybody's like, what's this problem? We're clapping. Okay, we're clapping. We're clapping. Everybody's clapping. The, clu- the crew's clapping. We need Paul to Heyman. Get, Paul Heyman. We're, we're not getting to business. You're letting Paul Heyman do his Paul Heyman thing, and he disrupts, and he takes control, and he gets under my skin, quite frankly. Well, he doesn't and he's get under mine. Me. He's ignoring me. He's amazing. He's not that amazing. He's got his finger in his ear, but only the one that's pointing towards me. Go ahead, Sam. You can kick it off because I said I wouldn't step on your toes. How do you like that? He's my partner in crime. Not only is she on today's show, (laughs) she's on Sam Roberts' show. This is a true statement. (laughs) (laughs) That's a pretty There's loyalty here. (laughs) Don't ruin my Jordans. Tell them what I'm doing. He's stepping on my foot. On his toes. On my toes. I'm stepping on his toes. Pun intended. She said she wouldn't step on his toes. I'm stepping on his toes. Listen, Paul Heyman, two years ago I spoke to you. You told me CM Punk is going to beat The Undertaker. I wear better cologne than Matt Lauer, don't I? You do wear better cologne than Matt Lauer. I'm only whispering in the mic so nobody can hear. That was untrue. You told me last year Brock Lesnar was going to beat The Undertaker. That was true. Is Brock Lesnar going to beat Roman Reigns at WrestleMania? Yes. Please interview me. Absolutely. It's not, I mean, it's, it's a conversation. He won't be stepping it's, on his toes anymore. What is it like now that Brock Lesnar has hung up the shoes in the octagon and is now continuing in WWE? What is that like for you? That's behind the scenes. Fascinating question. It's, He's it's so doing this on it's purpose. so provocative. It it requires me to be introspective, just mm. to speak with you, and for which I, I am both honored and flattered and and humbled as well. The favoritism. Um, Brock Lesnar is a, is a. 
fiercely determined, driven competitor that loves being WWE champion. And this Sunday, he has the opportunity to create the defining moment of his first year of his championship reign against a first-round draft pick up-and-comer, a guaranteed multi-time WrestleMania main eventer in Roman Reigns. So when Brock Lesnar delivers this prison beating to Roman Reigns this Sunday, it's, it's, it's a moment in time that we'll be able to look back on and say, I was there. I witnessed it happen. Just like when Brock Lesnar conquered the streak. Just like when Brock Lesnar suplexed John Cena out of the main event of WrestleMania. We get to witness a once-in-a-lifetime athlete in his prime do his thing like no one else has ever done in the main event of WrestleMania. Would Brock Lesnar be Brock Lesnar without Paul Heyman? Ooh. No. He'd be Brock Lesnar without Paul Heyman. But now he's Brock Lesnar with Paul Heyman, just like I, and all humility will tell you, would never be Paul Heyman the way I'm Paul Heyman with Brock Lesnar. What's on the bottom of your shoe? I think you made a footprint on my sneaker. <laughs> I went to the men's room before, and they had this guy from Israel who was in there before me, and he had been doing these long interviews, and he said something about being like a camel. He had to wait like eight hours. And I, the mint oh. was... Oh, uh, no. Sorry, primetime. What kind of shoes are those? They're Jordans. <laughs> Jordan. It's a, it's a, why not have Thurman Munson's? It's so, it's so old, Jordans. Like, 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 he's even relevant today. They have why, the pump. Why not, why not just have Cena's? <laughs> yeah. Because, because he's not in the main event anymore either. Because the main events are now owned. Owned. Because they've been conquered by Brock Lesnar. How do you keep up with what's going on in mainstream pop culture? I've heard stories about you uh, being very active in knowing what's going on in the world of hip hop. Yes. How is that? How do you? How do you do it? Why? Because I'm a Jew boy. I can't follow hip hop. We didn't go <gasps> anti-Semitic this time. Sam. This again. I didn't bring up the anti-Semitic. I just mean. Sam. You know, a man of a certain age, it's sometimes difficult. I'm to old. Keep... No, I'm, I'm an old Jew. You're so rude, Sam. I'm an old Jew. I'm an old Jew, so I We can't celebrate all hip-hop. faiths. Are you Jewish? No. I didn't know. No, of course I'm Jewish. I want to know how do I you. I have a Yiddish lie. I understand the pop culture. I listen to what, what kids listen to today. I'm not one of these guys that, that just listen to the old music. I have appreciation. She's touching me. Exciting, isn't it? <laughs> I was getting in with it on you. <laughs> What's your favorite? What, what do you, you understand? Like, you know, she's on the Today Show. Oh, I know. You know? Oh, I know. <laughs> like, I don't know how I convinced her to come here with me. The publicity alone. That's what I'm saying. And oy vey, the children we could make. You think so, Katie? I know so. Listen. <laughs> come on. You're going to try to bust it up before it even happens? No. I would never do that to you, Paul. Woody, would Be you? a yank to hook us up, will you? It's not a Today Show. <laughs> I've heard. I mean, you know what I'm saying? I do. I do. What do you like in hip-hop right now? What do I like or who do I like? Who? What songs? Who? What, what people, you know? You know, it's funny because much like network morning television, it's becoming dominated by women. Right? Ooh. Ooh. Katie's got a demo. I mean, you just think about it. Who's... Who's hotter today than Nicki Minaj? Point. Right. Who's hotter than Iggy Azalea? Point right. made. Uh, you know, even Katy Perry, who's kind of pop. She's she's going for the rhymes. She's trying to trying to lay down the more you know the the, the, the heavier tracks. If you don't think Miley Cyrus should be regarded in a hip hop generation, you're not really paying attention to which way her music is going either. Do you like the music itself? Like, are you enjoying, are you entertained by the music, or do you just enjoy kind of the game and, and, and watching this happen and the way, paying attention to trends and stuff like that, just figuring out what's popular and what's hot and trying to get ahead of these things? I don't things. think you really have to figure it out. I think it figures itself out. I mean, when, when, I, get into the, when I get in the car with my kids mm-hmm. and I turn on the radio and the first thing I hear is, 
I got baking soda. I got baking soda. And my kids are sitting behind me, and they're 10 and 12 years old, and they're going, yo, Dad, you got baking soda. And I'm like, yeah. Do you know what baking soda's for? And they go, yeah, that's what they cut the cocaine with. Obviously. The the reason this question came up is because I heard a rumor that uh, the raw. He's a phone call. Oh, you should answer it. You should answer it. What could be. She's on the Today Show, and you're interrupting her for a text? Oh, oh, it's about, oh, my God. Ooh, so jacked up. It is. But I kind of agree with it. Eh, well, you know, sometimes people cut their hair as a metaphor for a circumcision. Uh, it is. I was circumcised. I've, I was circumcised before. I got too much information. I was, though. I was talking metaphorically. You know, I've told you. are well, bringing up things that are totally that. inappropriate to talk about. Totally inappropriate. In, in, in front of, she's on the Today Show. You're right. I'm embarrassed. You should be. I am. I heard a rumor. What? I heard a rumor. What's the rumor? <laughs> there was a remember the Raw after Royal Rumble where everybody was snowed in and, and, and everybody had to do the show out of the TV studio. I heard a rumor that you were Al Roker. Oh yeah, what about him? Come on, really? What about him? He's great. He, he is. He's great. A cool guy. I, I actually co-developed his app. I love that app. Yes, <laughs> big time. Al's rather Roki. He doesn't have the app. Roker. He has the app. I have the app. I'll he bet has the, the app. not even unlocked. Don't, no, it, he doesn't have a passcode don't, on that. Don't, don't question Katie. Yeah. Don't question her. Especially when it comes to technology. That's, that's jacked technology up. Technology, too. And she's on the Today Show. Yeah. And they have credibility. Brian Williams is not on the Today Show. Don't comment on that. I have no comment. Don't say a word. I have no don't comment. Don't say a word. I don't want you to. I have no to. comment. I advocate you not saying a word. Thank you. Are you going to be the advocate for Katie Lindahl? <gasps> That'd be amazing. I've been working on this for like Seven years trying to get Paul Heyman to represent to be her me. Advocate? No, not for me. For, for you, for me. Why? Oh no, for for me. For her. We're gonna fight over this. <laughs> you should fight over that. Oh, Paul. I, I will f five you through this table uh, right now. I understand you well. I'm very intimidated by you. I've seen your work. I will video. sixteen German suplexes, then f five you through that table. All right, listen. I don't know wh- Eat, how things sleep, got so hostile. Conquer Sam Roberts. Repeat. I'm getting nervous. I don't like physical Eat, confrontation. Sleep. Conquer Sam Roberts. Repeat. I feel like eat, okay. sleep, conquer Sam Roberts. Repeat. I feel like Paul Heyman is bringing out eat, sleep, conquer Sam Roberts. Repeat. Kool Aid. It's see, horrifying. See, that's that's what it's all about. You that's still what got it, it takes to be a Paul Heyman girl. Right. Right here. Well, who do you pick, Katie Linendahl or Michelle Beadle? Ooh, that's a How's tough that one. for a question. <gasps> Both. Oh, there's the answer. Yes. Again. We're power. Power in numbers. That is the right answer. That is totally the right answer. I heard you were singing the Bacon Soda song at the writer's meeting for that episode of Raw. That you kept playing the Bacon Soda. I got Bacon Soda. And everybody's like, what's Paul Heyman doing? And you're just like, listen to this song. Listen to this trying song. Trying to smarten people up. I know. I was trying, impressed when I heard that. Trying to hip up the hop. Yeah. I got a question. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go on a tangent here. Is it about... Oh, it's about Brock Lesnar. Okay, you're going to go really back to wrestling. I am going to go back to wrestling because I feel like it. Yeah. I want to know who he's closest with in the locker room. Because you guys feel like a very independent other group. Other than you. Me. I said other than you. That's why That's I said I knew. And he's not in the locker room. He's on his own private bus. He stays away from everybody else. And if we get a locker room, we get a private locker room. So that Brock Lesnar doesn't have to mingle with everybody. <laughs> What's bigger than Mingler? Yeah, I, I he wouldn't does, think he so. He doesn't schmooze. He doesn't need to schmooze. No, and you know doesn't. what? Paycheck comes right in for not schmoozing. Here's an offer you can't refuse. When, right? I concur. What about? Um, well, go ahead. You. Well, I was going to ask. Everybody kind of found out that a few weeks ago, Brock Lesnar. Why are you scowling at me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we're both talking to you. <laughs> I but we've been friends for so long. Why would you treat me like this? Because we're friends. Oh, yeah. Yeah. that makes sense. <laughs> Listen. Even I'm, the camera guy just went like this. Hey, you have yeah, a point yeah. there. <laughs> Even the camera guy agreed with me. I mean, come on. Right? Listen. If you move the camera up and down like this, I'll know you agree with me. There you go. <laughs> a, few, a few weeks ago, it became uh, sort of public information that Brock Lesnar walked off Raw. He was advertised to be on Raw, and he walked out. When that happens, are you going, holy shit, I, like, I need Brock Lesnar to stick around? This is my dude? No, nah, we were five weeks away from WrestleMania. I, I, I knew that 
You knew he would get it. Get back in a room together within five weeks and either put a deal together or not. But five weeks outside of WrestleMania, right. there's no real reason to panic. Of course, if you're going to have a contract impasse, mm -hmm. wouldn't you have it five weeks out instead of the week of? Right. Because then the pressure's really on. And yeah, we're five weeks out. And really, all you got to do is have me go out there and talk about it. Right. And we'll be fine. What's up with the five weeks? What's up with the mic situation lately? Oh, with the mics cutting yeah, out. Yeah, what's up with the cutting out? It's jacked up. What would you like to know? Who's behind it? Well, there's only three people with enough power to call for a mic to be cut. Oh. Vince McMahon, Stephanie McMahon, Triple H. So one, two, or all three of them are making the decision Ooh. that what I'm saying is too heavy for live global television. Oh. And they're making the decision to try to censor me. Did you know going in at any point, whether it was the first time or second time, whatever it happened, no. That your mic was going to get cut? No. You did not? No. You wouldn't lie to me. I, no, I'm telling you the truth. Okay. I mean, I figured by the second or third week, hey, they're going to try to pull this one off. No yeah. way. The second week, you didn't know. For sure. No, I figured it was a one-time rim. That's the, that's the craziest huh. thing I've ever heard, though. The, the, the wrestling business is the only place where it's like, oh, we, like, we're going to get him. We're going to cut his mic off. It's like we're doing a live television show in primetime, <laughs> and, like, you're ribbing me. Yeah, but then again, this was the same night that Jon Stewart was out there. Right. And they took a buzzworthy promo and turned it into a headline. Yeah. So... They kind of know what they're doing. What, you know, that first time, whatever decision, whatever the mindset was going into the decision, hey, I got to tell you, it kind of worked. Yeah. You know? I mean, it, the second time just pissed me off. Yeah, because now it's like... Because Brock was in the ring with me. I didn't think the mic should be cut with Brock in the ring with me. And by the third time, I was like, okay... This is the direction you want to go. I, 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 there's some stuff I can say. Well, yeah, because the first time you get the biggest pop of the night by throwing a shot at Lillian Garcia. Yeah. After after the mic didn't work, you're like, all right, if the mic's if you're going to give me five seconds of mic time, they're going to count. Absolutely. But I always feel that way. Right. I feel that way about every single solitary moment I have on television. My mm -hmm. my performance on any given Monday night is just an audition to come back the next week. Mm -hmm. That's all mm -hmm. it is. So I look at every moment that I have on global television to be very important because I understand the value of that television time. When Brock did walk out five weeks before Mania, were you thinking that's smart business right now? Because we're five weeks away. Like, it's, it's probably good that they think there's some danger in the air as far as this negotiation goes. Normal course of action from both sides. Yeah. Brock came out there and said, well, you know, in this negotiation, I want 22 green M&Ms and uh, 37 purple bananas. And they'll say, well, we only want to give you seven green M&Ms. Uh, but, but, but 21 purple bananas. And it's smart from their side to say, hey, you know what? No. It's smart from his side to say, yeah. So at the same right. time that it's smart for him to say, hey, guys, I can walk. It's smart for them to say, hey, you know what? we got five weeks to worry about it. we got other things on our mind. And is it, are you replacing what was actually happening with these items, or does Brock Lesnar actually work for purple bananas? I'm sorry. I apologize in advance for that question. So That's look a at great me. question. He so, said purple bananas. It was so stupid. It wasn't stupid. It was so so that was really dumb. It wasn't dumb because the green M&M's. Is this year? Is it bigger this year at Mania for Brock Lesnar than last? Absolutely. How old are you? Thirty-two. Thirty-two. And how old are you? Thirty-one. Thirty-one. Do you think in one year <laughs> you're going to achieve the platform <laughs> that she has? She. Wait, hold, on, hold on. Do you believe in one year you will achieve the notoriety and the platform that she has achieved? Let me tell you what is going to happen what in one year. <laughs> you're right. Question. I'll point. To no one instead, because okay. it's Answer the roof. Here's, here's what I think. Will you achieve in one year the notoriety and the network platform that she has achieved? Yes or no? Will I enter into that world? I don't know about that. Will I have a different brand. The Sam Roberts brand. Will your Q rating equal hers in a year? Q rating. Let me tell you something. Yes, you, know, you may ask me something. You won't tell me anything. What you may ask oh, I can't, me, I can't tell you what anything. you may ask me if your answer is appropriate. And the appropriate answer is yes or no. Will your Q rating match hers? Again, yes it's a yes or no. or no. I don't even know if a the year from now no. I will know what a Q and rating you, is. you know why the answer is no? <laughs> why? Because you ask stupid questions <laughs> like the one you asked, and she has intelligent, thought-provoking, introspective questions like the ones that she asks. Let me tell yes. you something. This the is Sam a true Roberts statement. Roberts 
platform because I build my own platforms. That's why it's Sam Roberts Show and so when with you an apostrophe. It's possessive. Which is your biggest week of the year. You wanted to add the extra star power so that you made sure <laughs> that people watched. I don't know what you're talking about. Another reason why you will never achieve her platform, because you don't understand logic. Listen, I am going to raise up Katie Linendahl. I've got a whole new audience looking at Katie Linendahl. As a matter of fact, I don't remember at Heyman Hustle doing any at Katie Linendahl tweets until at Not Sam was in the picture. That's not true. That's not true. Katie, would you go with me on this one? No, I I, I can't because he actually, he's been really cool on Twitter. I'm sorry, dude. I don't mean to, like, throw you and under I've the bus. I've been really cool off of Twitter, too, but we'll just stick yeah. to that subject. Well, well. It worked until you said the thing. I, why? I'm just saying. Oh, now he's looking He's a at powerhouse me. on Twitter, man. Oh, I know. Yeah, tell me this. How come when I tweet Paul Heyman, I mean, you're, I don't understand your influence. I tweeted to you a picture of my bag that I brought with the Brock Lesnar logo which on Which I purchased for you. Which Katie got for me. You retweeted it, and then it got 2,500 retweets after that. How did that happen? I pour the Kool-Aid, and they drink it. They do, don't they? Yes. You love it. Week after week. Absolutely. Why yeah. Day after day. It? How could that not be a high? Mm-hmm. How could that not be a thrill? Are you kind of chasing that high, though? Do you walk around life being like, okay, how can I get people to believe no, me on this? No, how can no, I get over on the people? The moment it's not organic. The moment it's not authentic, the moment it's not real, you lose it because you lose the credibility. Right. I pour the Kool-Aid and they drink it because I tell them it's good. And when they drink it, they know it is. The only thing I'm, I'm, you know, I'm your biggest fan. The only thing I'm not drinking is the tech situation in front of us here. What's that? You're a tech expert. I respect the iPhone. And we have to think back to like the cell phone's your bag. Right? We need to talk about this. Oh, I'd be happy to. <laughs> you, you would be happy to talk about anything. Yes. Short. What's up, dude? Well, Katie's displaying the Blackberry well, Bowl. If, if I wanted to be a smartass, which would mean we're only doing his show, I would say. This is my show with Katie on it, for the record. I would say wife, girlfriend. But, but that would be rude. And I'm not married. Hint. Hint. <laughs> and not, not even a tanning line where the ring is and you take it off when you're in front of the pretty girl who's on the Today Show making big money. I'm getting so much but credit. I feel so appreciated. First of all. I got over 10,000 likes on Facebook. <laughs> Are you on Friendster too? <laughs> He's on MySpace. Okay. Here we go. Ready? How dare you. AT&T. Verizon. I talk on this phone because I like the connection. I text on this phone because it's like easier for my fat fingers. So, therefore, number one, on a practical basis, talking much easier, texting much easier, no-brainer. On a second basis, two different carriers so that if the the buildings ever fall on top of me, like 9-11, and a cell tower is down, I have a better chance of reaching my children. How about a Paul Heyman app? How about a Paul Heyman we app? We should talk about that. We should. The three of us. I love, as you can see, the Al Roker app. He's supporting me. He won't show me his phone. Because there's a really evil text on you about it. You don't want to see it. Listen, getting back to what we tend to cover that's, one that's topic in these interviews. Demanding of you. Listen. It is. Hey. It's it's Sam Roberts show. It's possessive. It's my show. Right? That's why it's not the Sam Roberts. Sam Roberts with apostrophe, meaning I possess it. That's grammatically correct. He's being rude to me, Paul. I'm not being rude to you. I'm not being rude to you either. Yeah. Listen. I want to talk to you. <laughs> That'd be a long list. <laughs> That's unkind. I want to talk to you about relevancy in WWE. We were talking about how you stay up on what's relevant in pop culture, and you absolutely do. Do you think WWE is where they should be in terms of being a relevant source of entertainment? Where do you think they should be? Where do I think they should be, or yeah. where do I think they are? Where do you think they should be? 
I think they're doing a lot technologically in terms of the network, in terms of I agree with that. in terms Absolutely. of being ahead of that curve. I think in terms of entertainment and storytelling, it's not quite as on the pulse of what's going on as maybe 10 or 15 years ago. Okay. But my question was to you. You're a guy who stays up on things and you're a genius in the wrestling business. You'd be the guy to talk to about them. Okay. I like what I do. That's all you concentrate on. That's all I have the influence over. Right. I I can partially control what I do. I can partially push my parameters. I can really push my parameters too at times. And then they shut off my mic. Right. But that's okay. That's but you don't worry about the whole picture. You worry about what's Paul Heyman doing well, tonight. I don't worry I don't worry about the weather either. You know why? Why? I can't control it. That's God's problem. Right. Same thing. Right. It, there, this is a universe. There is a God. Yeah. He makes his decisions, and thou shalt respect those decisions, or thou shalt not be on payroll. Right. I don't worry about those decisions. I worry about the decisions that affect my own little fiefdom, mm-hmm. and then I push the boundaries and the parameters as far as I possibly can. And you got to worry about payroll. you got two phones to pay for. Absolutely. Paul? At least those are the ones that you see. You better get them to, yeah. before he goes. They, they earn. You're being Chang- asked. Oh, yeah. change it. I mean, we're getting everybody to sign this 21 and 0 urn. Would you mind? 21 and 0 urn. I think you need to take a sharpie to it in more ways than one. Sign wherever you'd like. 21 and 1. What's 21 and 0? That's the commemorative urn. No, dude, he's going to change it. No. No. Yeah, no. he's desecrating the urn. Of this all is the desecrating. vile, venomous things that we signed Paul right over. Do. This is incredible. I did not see this coming. Right this over is, the streak. This is incredulous. You didn't see it coming. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Another reason why you will never match because she knew what, what, what was about to go down long before it ever it did. did. You saw that coming? Duh. Podcast Today Show. Mic drop. I'm on the radio, too. Here is Sam Roberts. Everybody had a good time making fun of me. I don't know why I have to be the butt of the joke. Well... Thanks anyway to Paul Heyman, the one who advocates for the one who put the one in 21 and one and the one who went to WrestleMania 31 and thought he would be the one to walk out as the one they call WWE champion. However, he was not. It was Seth Rollins that uh, ultimately ended up with that WWE championship title. Listen, a lot to talk about this week in the state of wrestling. If you're a fan of that interview, if you're a fan of the state of wrestling, if you don't like either of those two things, but you've liked some of the other stuff that I've done, go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash Sam Roberts. That's ProWrestlingTees.com slash Sam Roberts and pick up a Sam Roberts t-shirt for yourself. You can get a Not Sam shirt. You can get a What's the Hap shirt. You can get a Sam Roberts podcast shirt. You can even get one of the brand new not Sam Mode t-shirts. Get yourself into Not Sam Mode with a Not Sam Mode t-shirt. And get yourself into the state of wrestling right now with, uh, well, with the state of wrestling. It's now time for this week's State of Wrestling. For the state of wrestling, yes, coming right off of Monday Night Raw live from London. It was, uh, it was a good Raw. I think a lot of it because of the fans. A lot of interesting things happened on Raw. I'm anxious to see. Now, there's no doubt in my mind, Fandango comes out on Monday. And I've never understood why he was moved over to salsa dancing. Uh, It just seems like they changed his gimmick. He became a salsa dancer. And the only difference was his moves were a little different and his entire act was scaled down. I don't know how anybody was supposed to buy into, no, 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 this is the same Fandango, just very much scaled down. Why would anybody think that that's a positive change? Why would anybody go, oh, okay, I wasn't really into it before, but now, no, I like this now. Luckily, they did something last night. They turned, uh, they got him away from Rosa Mendez. I don't know. It was not a good night for Rosa Mendez last night. The Bellas... On commentary, throwing uh, what's called shade her way. If you were watching the Divas Battle Royal, which I got a tweet about that. 
I got a tweet about the Divas Battle Royal that happened on Monday Night Raw. Uh, somebody asked me what I thought of the fact that hashtag give divas a chance was such a big thing. And, um, you know, they were doing such great divas matches on Raw ever since that happened. And it looked like something was really going to happen with these divas. And now they're stuck in this battle royal. But I didn't see it that way at all. I thought to myself, okay, it seemed, it feels like they're kind of refreshing things after AJ left. They're trying to figure out, okay, AJ was probably the number one contender leaving WrestleMania. AJ is not with the company anymore, so we kind of have to refresh the Divas division a little bit and and give us something else to work with. We can't just have Paige and, and Nikki Bella. Like, we gotta we got to figure out something. And I thought the difference between just throwing them into a battle royal and it being a who cares match and what we saw on Monday was that it actually furthered storylines. So what you saw was a heel turn. You don't see a lot of storyline divas-driven stuff. Generally speaking, the divas haven't done much. When you see, it's a big deal. When you see not only Paige win that battle royal and say, okay, now it's time for me to get my divas title shot, but to see Naomi, former Funkadactyl Naomi, turn heel and jump Paige. They're doing an injury storyline with Paige. I can only take this to mean that Naomi's going to try to get the title shot and Paige thinks she deserves it. And there's so much drama being built up with these chicks. Uh, I, I don't think it's at all fair to say that this was a matter of the Divas being underutilized. If anything, they were completely utilized on Monday night. They were being used to tell stories. They're being used, you know, for the whole thing. So I was, I was happy with what happened. But in the same night, I'm, Rosa Mendez must have done something to piss someone off. There must be, if, if, if this isn't a company-wide edict, she must just be doing something to piss off a lot of people. Because not only did Fandango's storyline kick her to the curb, on Monday night, but before that, in the Battle Royal, I think it was uh, Booker T or JBL, somebody asked Nikki Bella, as the Divas Champion, who do you want to see win this number one contender's Battle Royal? Now, there's no real great way to answer that without completely throwing somebody under the bus, especially as a heel champion. Nikki Bella is a, is a bad guy Divas Champion. That means she's not going to want the best person to win. I was going to say best man to win, but that wouldn't apply here. Nikki Bella doesn't want the best woman to win. Nikki Bella wants the worst woman to win. Because whoever wins this match is the woman that Nikki Bella is going to have to defend her title against. And Nikki Bella is a cowardly bad guy. So, who does she want to win? In a heartbeat. Quick as a snap. She goes, well, obviously, I want Rosa Mendez to win. As in, she is by far the least skilled performer in that squared circle. That's what her statement meant. I don't know if that was something that was fed to Nikki Bella. I don't know if that's just, to Nikki Bella, that seemed obvious because of what they know that we don't. But when you have people like that working together, obviously they're going to have opinions about each other. And the things that we see on television are not the things that they see day in, day out. So I have to believe there is some idea. Now, I'm not saying we sit there watch television thinking Rosa Mendez is the greatest performer of all time. But there's obviously something going on where people are not happy with Rosa Mendez. And that was made clear. That was made clear to me watching Raw. So forget about hashtag give divas a chance. Not only are divas developing in storylines, but we're getting behind-the-scenes drama with divas who think one of them is no good. I don't know what Rosa Mendez does from here. She was thrown under the bus in the Battle Royal. She was thrown off of Team Fandango. You know, Fandango, as long as he's got the old music, can come out and just wave his fingers in the air and do a Daniel Bryan thing, but without actually saying yes. Rosa Mendez does not have that option. Rosa, Rosa Mendez, right now, it was made clear to the viewing public that she is not good at what she does. Well, I, I mean, they could turn it into a storyline, but I don't see that happening. I don't know. Looks like dark days for Rosa Mendez. I guess we'll have to wait and see as far as that goes. Uh, it will be interesting to see if the Fandango thing extends past a European audience. Of course, uh, it was the European crowd 
that got that Fandango movement going. There was uh, two years ago, I think, it was the Monday Night Raw after WrestleMania 29 when the fans started singing the Fandango music in the crowd and waving their arms like that. And that that was in Jersey. That was not in, in Europe. But the crowd was predominantly European, I believe, who were leading those chants because it was the night after WrestleMania and everybody was still in town for it. I mean, the Fandango song is about the most over thing that you can get in the U.K. Soccer teams have used Fandango's music to during warm-ups and, and there's, I don't know, whenever in a soccer match you play songs, the team has played that song to get the crowd all worked up or whatever. It'll be interesting to see if, if this Fandango thing can extend beyond just the other night on Raw into going further. I firmly believe that you cannot... It, in 2015, you cannot dictate a show based on the local audience. I think that the local audience, now you may have to think of them as a factor in what happens. So you're sitting there going, okay, we should put Fandango on the card because uh, the UK people will go nuts for him. Okay, but then you have to realize, I think, that people across the world are watching this show. And most people, even in the United States... Most people across these 50 states do not think to themselves, oh, Fandango is really popular in England. Most people watching that show are not really thinking too much about it. Nobody watches wrestling because they want to think more. Wrestling is a complete escape. Wrestling is a turn your brain off. Wrestling is a fun thing. So when you see Fandango on TV and everybody's singing a song and cheering for him, people aren't thinking, oh, I guess they love him in England. People are thinking, oh... I guess wrestling fans like him now. I guess I like him now, too. That's the way it goes. I think that's what happened to Roman Reigns. I think Philly turned on him. That's why, I mean, it's so important to realize where you are and what kind of impact it's going to have on people. That's, that's why I think you can't book Fandango as getting this reaction. You can't book four local reactions because those local reactions are going to transfer over to other crowds. So unless you're ready for that reaction to, be, to carry along with you, you can't do things. That's what happened to Roman Reigns. I think he was booked in a spot at the Royal Rumble where the Philadelphia crowd especially were going to be very vocal about how much they disapproved of him winning. Thus, that reaction, people watch it on the Royal Rumble, they watch it the next night on Raw, and it's going to get carried to wherever the next town Roman Reigns goes is because everybody's watching those shows and everybody gets used to being like, okay, this is how we respond to this guy now. Um, so I, I, so I, I don't think that local reactions live in a bubble. Now, of course, if they choose not to do anything with it, you could just not bring up Fandango again and people will forget it just as quickly as they got excited about his music. But I think you have an opportunity here to take this guy and do something with him. Now that, uh, you know, a couple million people were exposed to him getting a major positive reaction on TV, you can take this guy now and do something with it. It's like the New Day. They're doing what they should be doing with the New Day. Nobody understood at all what they were. Nobody understood what what the the gimmick was. Nobody, you, you couldn't relate to it. You couldn't get behind it. So you booed him. It's just a bunch of corny guys coming out in the sky blue. What do these guys represent? What are they here for? What do they symbolize? What are they saying? I don't know. All right, boo. Now they're acknowledging the boos. They're a bunch of guys who are happy but wish they weren't getting booed. I kind of like that. It makes sense to me. Acknowledging. You know, living in a reality that people can get behind. Now people can relate to... Whether they're sympathetic to these guys, whether they agree with the booze, they can at least relate to what's going on with New Day. I mean, that that's all it is, relating to what's going on. I think, this is what I think. Call me crazy. I was watching Roman Reigns' promo on Monday. And I was sitting there going, there's still something that just doesn't click with this guy. When he talks, there is something that doesn't click with him. And I'm going to tell you something right now. You have to be able to look at a guy 
and believe that the guy you're looking at is the real dude. You see Rusev. He's playing a ridiculous anti-American Russian character that would have been far more appropriate 20 years ago. But do you know why we believe him? Because we look at him in the face and he appears to be what he claims to be. It doesn't look like he's putting on a show. He looks like he's just a mean Russian dude. You look at Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt, he talks in rhymes, he talks in tongues, he talks in song lyrics. He wears a Hawaiian shirt and a fedora. He, he, he acts like a Jim Jones-type cult leader. But whether you're uh, listening to an interview that I've done with him, whether you're watching him on TV, wherever you go, Bray Wyatt strikes you as Bray Wyatt. And when you look at Bray Wyatt in the face as he's talking to you, you believe that that's Bray Wyatt, that that guy who, who is saying what he's saying is the guy who's looking at you. The, the character and the man just kind of blend together. You heard it with Paul Heyman. You know, was the interview on today's podcast with Paul Heyman, was that a kayfabe interview? I don't really know. You know, he's talking about Brock Lesnar like he's a real killing machine. Technically, Brock Lesnar is a real killing machine. You know, are the results of his WWE matches predetermined? Yes. Is he a legit killing machine? Yes. So you end up in a position where you're not quite sure what kayfabe is. That's exactly where you need to be. And your issues with Roman Reigns could be that he's not ready. Your issues with Roman Reigns could be that you don't like his moveset. Your issues with Roman Reigns could be that you don't like the things that he says, that his promos are corny. I think there are subtle things that you can do to make Roman Reigns relatable. Thing number one, it's a Dr. Seuss book. The first thing I would do, the only thing I would do right now, the one thing, I would have Roman Reigns come out next week and cut another promo and make himself more relatable again. Just keep trying with this dude because I have faith in Roman Reigns. I think he could make a big impact. Take out the blue contact lenses. Take out the color contacts. I believe, and this is crazy, I believe if you take the blue color contacts off Roman Reigns and you see he's got these natural brown eyes, you will finally feel like you're hearing from the real dude. It's distracting, whether you know it or not. I'm sitting there, I'm analyzing this promo. I'm getting lost in the beautiful eyes and the flowing hair of Roman Reigns. And I'm sitting there going, what is it that's not clicking? And I said, problem number one. The eyes are the window to the soul. So what are you covering them up for? It's like if you come to the ring in sunglasses and you don't take them off. You're a bad guy. Good guys are not going to sit there doing promos in sunglasses. Why? Because you can't look at him in the eye and you can't relate to him. Roman Reigns has blue color contacts. The man has brown eyes. I need to look at that dude in the eyes to relate to him. That's the only way you relate to people. The only way. You tell me one person that you have in your life that you really have a bond with, that you can relate to, that you, 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 you know, your best friend. You tell me one that you've uh, uh, cultivated a relationship with without looking at him in the eyes. And I'll eat my hat, I tell you. There's no way. You have to be able to look at a person in the eyes. You have to be able to look at a character in the eyes. Every movie, every comic book, every everything. The eyes, the eyes, the eyes, the eyes. And then Roman Reigns comes out here. Even luchadors. Even luchadors. You can see their eyes, except for like Super Callow. Stardust. He's a bad guy. He's got red and yellow eyes. I can't look at that guy in the eyes. I can't see his soul because they're red and yellow. It's fire eyes. I don't trust him. That's what makes him a bad guy. Roman Reigns, take out the color context, my friend. And I'm telling you, no pun intended. You'll be looking at a whole new world. The last thing I want to talk about from Raw on Monday was it was really hitting me 
that, okay, Big Show was doing some compelling work with Roman Reigns, speaking of Reigns. You know, the, the, the slamming Roman Reigns into a, into a British taxi. Okay, that's cool. Roman Reigns taking shots at Big Show. Okay, that's cool. Kane was doing some compelling work on Monday. You know, you heard the pops that he was getting when people thought he wasn't laying down for Seth Rollins. The eventual face turn of Kane is interesting. Kane and the Big Show are good. Especially Big Show. Big Show's doing really good work right now. His promos have been good. His matches have been good. But Kane and the Big Show have been around since the last century. They're the only ones left in a prominent role. You know, Mark Henry keeps popping up, but he's not really in a prominent role right now. Kane and the Big Show are in the main event picture. And they've been around since the last century. Everybody is talking about how long it's been since we've seen Stone Cold in a WWE ring. Kane and the Big Show wrestled at the same time as Stone Cold. The Rock has returned like seven times since leaving WWE. Kane and the Big Show were wrestling when The Rock was first there. People are looking at The Undertaker going, you know, how many does this guy have left in the tank? This guy's an icon. This guy's a legend. He's an enigma who comes out once a year. Kane and and The Big Show both were teammates, were tag team champions, I believe, both of them. With The Undertaker, these two guys have been around forever. Can they still go? Yes. However, the spots that exist in WWE are valuable. And there is a lot of young talent that the WWE has. We're just talking about Fandango. I love Fandango. I think he's great. I'm not even talking about Fandango. I'm talking about your WWE champion, Seth Rollins. I'm talking about your Daniel Bryans. I'm talking about your Dean Ambrose's. I'm talking about your Roman Reigns. I'm talking about your Rusev's. I'm talking about your Luke Harper's. I'm talking about your Eric Rowans to some degrees, your Cesaro's, your Tyson Kids. I'm talking about all the guys, Adrian Neville, even Dolph Ziggler. I mean, Adrian Neville's on fire. You know, Sami Zayn's going to come up. Tyler Breeze is going to come up. You have all this young talent. And all I can think about when I see Kane in the big show is the spots that they're taking. Just because somebody can continue to compete on a high level doesn't mean they should. Do I think Kane and the Big Show should pack up and go away forever? Maybe not. Especially not the Big Show. The Big Show can still be an attraction wrestler. But the fact that those two guys are a part of Monday Night Raw every week, are a part of every pay-per-view, are are a part of a main event scene... You know, the fact that Big Show's winning Andre the Giant's Battle Royal and all that stuff. They're winning matches. Is not doing anything to further the company. You have, I've said it so many times on the podcast, a roster, especially if you include NXT, that has more talent than at any other time in the history of WWE. And that includes the Attitude Era. You've got your part-timers like Brock Lesnar. Chris Jericho is ready to come back at a moment's notice. Triple H is ready to wrestle, you know, once or twice a year. Undertaker is ready to pop in once a year. The Rock is popping in on odd occasions. You already have a Sting was wrestling. There are so many part-timers because guys won't hang up the boots. Monday Night Raw and your average pay-per-view. Maybe you make an exception for WrestleMania, but Monday Night Raw... And most of your pay-per-views need to be dominated by guys who have, who have five years' experience in WWE or less. The new guys, the up-and-comers, it needs to, all the time needs to be spent building. The guys that should be in the position that Kane and the Big Show are in, that sort of veteran position, are Randy Orton and John Cena. Randy Orton and John Cena are the veterans on that crew. Randy Orton and John Cena are the guys that have been around for a couple of generations now, let's be honest, and have seen it all. Those are the guys that should be your, your, your staples. 
Those are the guys that should be your tried and true. The rest of the time should be spent completely focusing on the youth. Guys under 30. Guys that are going to be able to carry you. There is no way, no way that you're going to be able to build a star that we as wrestling fans have complete faith in if we're still relying not only on Kane and the Big Show every week, but on, on, on Brock Lesnar every three months, on Triple H once a year, on Undertaker once a year, on The Rock coming back, if the massive pops are reserved for the guys that are only there part-time, then what hope does anybody have? Bray Wyatt is in a position now where he's in a good position still. Okay, I I think I would have much preferred to see Bray Wyatt beat The Undertaker at WrestleMania, but I'm okay that he lost. He's in a position now where he has to win. Bray Wyatt is, in my opinion, the best performer on the roster. There is nobody on the roster who is better than Bray Wyatt right now. Should he be champion? No, he doesn't need it. He doesn't need to be champion. He already has transcended that. Whether it's promo, whether it's in-ring storytelling, whether it's what he can do with his body, whether it's his facial expressions, whatever it is, everything that they've thrown at that guy has been excellent. Bray Wyatt is the most talented person on the roster right now, period. And that is what we should be highlighting. Not the fact that Kane and the Big Show are still here. Not the fact that, you know, you never know when Brock's going to show up. Not any of this. Let's highlight the fact that Bray's the most talented guy on the roster. Let's highlight the fact that Seth Rollins is an amazing bad guy heel. Let's put Roman Reigns in a sink or swim situation. Let's see if we can make Dean Ambrose the next Stone Cold Steve Austin. Let's spend some time. Let's see what Luke Harper is all about. And let's find out if Daniel Bryan is healthy enough to carry the company. Let's build the company out that way. Wade Barrett. Let's finally give Dolph Ziggler a chance to shine. Huh? And then have Adrian Neville and all these other guys right there in the undertow. You have levels. You have the potential to have levels of talent on this roster that really can't be utilized if we're counting on the same tried and true guys. John Cena and Randy Orton are your guys that should be looked at as the veterans that are there to help the new guys coming up. Kane and the Big Show should not. The Big Show and Kane can be brought in, you know, every few months as an impossible-to-defeat monster. You know, what if we spend some time building up Adrian Neville, building, 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 and then all of a sudden, the big show, who we haven't seen in six months, comes out. And now Adrian Neville has to beat the big show. That's what the big show needs to be used for. What if Dolph Ziggler is fighting and fighting and fighting and fighting, and then, you know, after not seeing this dude for eight months, Kane comes out, full mask, Full red and black, the big red monster. And now Dolph Ziggler has to get past Kane. And when he does, Kane disappears for a while again. What about that? You know, I mean, it's just, I'm not saying they can't go. And I'm not saying you couldn't argue that they're good. But there is so much more attention that needs to be paid to what's going on with the young guys on the roster. Because that's where the special thing is. There's something special happening with the young guys on the roster, and they're not getting the attention that they need. The Divas division is being built up into something spectacular. Spectacular. It's ready to blow up. That's the stuff we should be counting on. That's why NXT is so good. That's why people love NXT so much. That's why, if you ask me, NXT is the best wrestling television show out there right now. It's because you're, you're getting a chance to see the future, to see the young guys, to see the next generation. And you're getting a chance to see them prosper. It's not about watching your established guys. It's not. Nobody, we don't need that right now. 
We don't. We're, we, we need to build. And it's okay if there's a little bit. It's okay if there's some help from the established, you know, old school regime. Some help. Sure, why not? It's always good to see an old favorite. Oh, cool. The Rock's coming out with Ronda Rousey. I got no problem. But to have Kane in the big show be everyday, excuse me, to be everyday main roster competitors is like, to me, it's completely unfair to the young talent that's on the roster. I mean, you know, we got a taste of what can happen. It's England, it's the United Kingdom. And you've got the Lucha Dragons facing the Ascension on Raw. And England is chanting NXT. You've got Hideo Itami at WrestleMania. And 70,000, the WrestleMania crowd, is chanting Hideo. It's not an inside thing. It's not an internet thing. It's real life. It's really happening. And it can happen. We got a chance to see what is going on with uh, 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 what can happen with the Ascension on Raw. Okay, they weren't looked at as a joke. They let them have a match. They were against guys that made them look big. And they didn't do so poorly. And look at the Lucha Dragons. They've been trying to get Sin Cara over since it was a different guy in the mask. It's never happened. They've been trying to get Sin Cara over for years. It wasn't even the same guy. No matter who's under that mask, whether it's Matt Bourne, Ray Apollo, Hunico, Mystico, it doesn't matter. They couldn't get Sin Cara over to save their lives. Now, Kalisto comes out on Raw, and boom, everybody loves the kid. Everybody loves him. People love the Lucha Dragons. If any team from NXT was not going to work on the main roster, it's the Lucha Dragons. You know why they are working? Because they're different, because they're new. And people are hungry for something young and good and new and different. Different. Young. New. Now. You know, there's a place for the nostalgia. There's a place for the old guard. But you have to... I just You can't stop growing just because some of the older guys don't have to hang up the boots. Retirement is not something that you're supposed to have to do. It's something that you're supposed to do because it's time. It's time to move on to something else. And I think that it's time for some of the guys on the roster to step back and let the young guys have their time. And you could say Kane and the Big Show are there as support players for Seth Rollins all you want. But Kane and the Big Show eliminated Dolph Ziggler eliminated Dean Ambrose, eliminated all these guys, all these young guys, out of the Royal Rumble with ease. Okay, Kane and the Big Show have looked dominant against the current generation, all of the new guys that are coming up in WWE right now. And it's not right, and it's not how the company is going to prosper. People need to realize it's a new day, no pun intended. And it's time to let some new guys shine. And why not give some of these guys, these guys are are ultra talented. Give some of these guys the shots that you gave some of the older guys. Give these guys a shot to just get on live TV and try stuff. Give these guys an open microphone. Tape promos if you have to. Don't do promos live. Tape promos. But don't script them. What if you did that? What if instead of of scripting live promos word for word, you tape promos backstage? And if it's really bad, you don't have to air it. But if it works, you throw it on TV and see if you can get it over. And when it does get over, acknowledge it and go with it. Don't go in with preconceived notions. Allow things to get over and just move. I just think it's time for the young guys to have their moment. And I think WWE needs to be as proactive as any organization can possibly be when letting young guys prosper. I think it's what it's all about. I think I, I think that there may be a situation where they're worried about guys leaving. You know, your, your CM Punks, your people like that who either lose passion for wrestling or they find movies or they find MMA or they do whatever it is that they do. 
But I think if these guys felt like a young guy could really prosper, they probably wouldn't want to leave. They probably wouldn't want to. Listen, I don't have time to talk about everything I wanted to talk about. I try to keep these podcasts to an hour, and we're already over. Next week, I promise you, I'll talk about uh, some of the other organizations, your TNA Impacts, your Lucha Undergrounds, just because I've been very intrigued, and I've been thinking about it a lot, about the different business plan that Lucha has, that Impact has over WWE, the uh, pro wrestling versus television shows. I want to talk about all that next week here on Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast. I thank Paul Heyman. I thank Katie Lindendahl. And I thank all of you for listening to the show. Remember, get yourself a t-shirt at prowrestlingtees.com slash Sam Roberts. And I'll see you here on the podcast next week. In the meantime, notsam.com for all of your needs, the videos, everything Have a great week, okay? Thanks for listening. listening. Follow at NotSam on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. And subscribe for free to listen every week to Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.